This is the Servers Radio Network. Welcome to this edition of A Server's Journey with Rocky DeStefano. Thanks, Larry. I hope everyone listening will be able to walk this journey of leadership with us. And I'm Zach Davis, and everybody's leading someone or something, uh, whether it's a CEO that's leading an organization, a coach that's leading a team. Uh, we're all on this path of, of leadership, and, and that's why our show is called Server Journey. Yeah, and none of us, you know, it's kind of uh, shocking to me because, you know, we call this a server's journey, and we are all on this path of being a leader. But every time, like, I think we should start the show and not Larry because it's such a letdown when we go from Larry's voice, that perfect radio voice oh, to no, no, us. Oh, no, 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 come on. I'm just, I'm just here for the, for the fun of it. You're here for the uh, donut holes. And also to give testaments, that is actually his voice all the time, and I'm a little bit jealous. <laughs> now he, you know, he, yeah, he has a great voice, but he definitely turns it on once once the light comes on in the underground bunker. Yeah, I always wanted to do this, you know, and uh, I had to work at it. So, yeah. well, uh, speaking of the underground bunker, today we are we're going to tease. We have a uh, a guest here today. His name is Kyle Brown, and he has been one of the most influential leaders at our restaurants. And um, is hoping here very shortly to actually be on a, on the path to own his own Chick Fil A. That's soon. kind of the way you did it, didn't you? Yes, yes, the hard way, <laughs> <laughs> not the easy way, the hard way. Exactly, exactly. But first, I think we have epic, epic moments, moments in leadership. leadership. Yep, and this is my favorite segment, and it's about one of my favorite presidents too. But but this was before he was president. Yes, yes. Well, and today's epic moment, let's start by saying it comes to us from Jesse Lynn Stone from the Seapoint Center for Collaborative Leadership, and this is a quote from Dwight D. Eisenhower. She collected a whole bunch of quotes, Yes, and that's where we got this from. Do you remember um, Eisenhower's tagline when he ran for president? Uh, I love Ike. I like Ike. I like Ike. Yeah, I've right. got that button, actually, yes, by I, the way. I love that. And I saw him quick, in person. Really? Yeah. Quick story. So Dwight Eisenhower, I, I love him as president for one reason. Why is that? He only promised two things, keep us out of war and balance the budget. And he did both. And he was the last president to do both. Wow. So anyways, the quote is, leadership is the art of getting someone else to do something you want done because they want to do it. That's what, yes, go right ahead. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I it, it, that's the amazing thing. Like, it's one thing when I've been led well. It's another thing when the leader has created a passion in me to do the things that have to be done. So I'm, I don't feel like I'm being manipulated. And that's really what you want as a leader. You don't want to, you know, manipulate us. It's not about trying to get people to, to do what you want. It's more about trying to get people to want to do the things that need to be done. And boy, you had to get a lot of people to do a lot of things back then. Yes. Okay, today we're going to be talking about our website. Okay. You know, uh, ACS Creative created our website, and they're developing websites all the time, and they could develop a website just for you. And you know, it pays to go to the pros. Yeah, and I can tell you about ACS. They um, are quick to fix any issues. Uh, We had an issue yesterday, and they were Johnny on the spot with it. And um, also received emails about some new metrics that they're coming up with that can help us figure out exactly who's coming to the website, how long they're staying, and so forth. And it's good to have a partner there. And the best thing is they don't waste your money. Like I said, they do brochures, they do logos, they do direct mail, 
ad campaigns, and websites. So contact ACS Creative on the website or on the internet. I always say on the website, but it's their website. Yeah. ACS Creative and say hi to Ed for us. All right. So Zach, at this point, I'm going to turn it over to him a little bit because it was Zach's idea to bring Kyle in. I, I had wanted to bring Kyle in several times, but I, I think he just likes Zach better. So I yeah. think we need to bring Kyle in more often because he's the only person that's brought donuts. Yes, that's true. <laughs> you know? This is true, yeah. So Kyle, Kyle and I, we've been working with each other and been friends for, I don't know, the past five, six years, seven years, maybe. Uh, it's been it's been a long time, and 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 we've been through a lot of stuff together. Kyle is probably one of the most influential leaders that I've ever met um, in my leadership journey. Um, he's definitely he's he's a charismatic guy, and he's he's just got such a passion for people. He's one of those leaders that doesn't just just get the job done. He really cares about the people that he's leading, um, and 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 he's taught me a lot. Uh, and he's and he's actually going to, to open up his own Chick Fil A hopefully, and he's yeah. and he's going on this uh, this uh, was it LDP, yes, which um, is leadership development program, and it's a it's definitely a, an exciting and rough time. It's a two year program where he'll um, help open Chick Fil A's and run Chick Fil A's to kind of prove his metal, and hopefully at the end end up being an owner operator too. Does he go to stores that are already open or does he go to new stores? Yeah. So Kyle, you can jump into, I, I think it's normally that you do brand new openings for a year and then they try to get you into an existing unit that doesn't have an owner for a year or two. Is that still true? Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. So for that first year you would do like Rocky kind of said, just strictly grand openings from assignment to assignment and then once you complete that year, they try to transition you into what they call the IM side, which is the intern manager. Um, and that kind of like Rocky said, it's essentially where there's a lack of leader. Um, there's no operator, whether he retired, had to move to a different store, which usually is the case, you know, moving yeah. on to a bitter, better, bigger, better opportunity. Right. Um, and then from there, you can kind of broadcast how you would be an operator because you are that entity, that yeah. there being one there. And, you know, I mean, every once in a while – it. It's a tough program because at the at the grand opening side, you might go from an opening doing eighty thousand to an opening doing twenty thousand. So you're having to adjust to all different levels of uh, you know sales and a number of crew, and you're trying to get the best out of people that are coming in to help open a store. And you don't really always know all these people, so you're taking a bunch of different personalities and trying to put them together to create this awesome team to uh, assist the owner-operator in opening the store. So, Kyle, how long have you been with Chick-fil-A? So, about seven years now. Yeah, which is amazing because I still, you know, he, he is young still, but I still think of him as a 16-year-old kid. Well, that's <laughs> what I was thinking because eh? he's, what, you're 23? Yes, sir. Okay, yes. wow, 16-year-old coming. Yeah. So, so you can hire these young people and really help and develop them and give them real opportunities. Yeah, so there's different um, ideologies around <clears throat> leadership and running stores. And I have a lot of uh, friends that are owner-operators that believe in wisdom. So what they're going to do is they're normally going to hire in leadership, and they're going to uh, bring them in green. But maybe they've run other restaurants or they've run other um, – offices, you know, et cetera. So the leadership part is there, and then they give them a crash course on the Chick-fil-A side. Oh. So I've never believed in that, and it's just me and my personality. So for me, loyalty is number one. It always has been in every area of my life. And I don't know how – I can't feel loyal with somebody who's brand new. 
So I've always believed you can get a ton out of these young guys and girls that are normally brighter than you, much more tech-savvy, um, and they're anxious and happy and excited to lead. So we, we kind of teach the leadership side, and they already know the Chick-fil-A side. Yeah. Well, um, actually, to introduce into our topic today, Kyle and I have talked about this a few times, and this has been a topic that's really helped out in, in our leadership at the store. Um, and it's definitely something I think we can all use um, at some time or another uh, to structure our leadership. Um, there's many, many different theories and frameworks around yeah. leadership. It's been a topic that's been discussed for thousands of years. Yeah. It can go back to Socrates. It can even go back to Jesus. It can go back to, you know, leadership is a really old thing. Right. And there's a lot of ideas about there, a lot of, uh, a lot of frameworks. Um, but one, one that we're going to go with today is actually, it's, uh, it's by Lewin. It was, it was, um, introduced in the 1930s, late 1930s. And the three that he introduced was democratic, autocratic, and laissez-faire. And Kyle, Kyle talked to me about this. I want to say a couple of years ago. Well, and let's talk. I'm going to interrupt for a second because sure, yeah. I, I kind of want Kyle to give a little bit of a, you know, of his background because I don't think as a 16 year old kid he knew what <laughs> autocratic, democratic, laissez-faire. So, like, how did you come into this base of learning? It was not me. I can guarantee yeah. that. So. Yeah. So I had a couple of uh, platforms that have kind of gathered these resources from one being uh, a lot of the experiences I've learned over the years have come from obviously you Rocky and everything you've taught me. He's got to say that. (laughs) (laughs) But to an extension of that, uh, when I was 18, I actually started uh, a program that we have that allows team members and young leaders into the company to actually participate in grand openings as a trainer. So I started that when I was 18. And over the years, I've accomplished 18 grand openings, including Uh, I think five of the the highest volume ever openings. Which yeah, we is, says a lot. Did uh, the first one in New York City? Did the first three in Las Vegas? First one in Portland? Kind of been a little bit everywhere. Yeah, a little bit at every corner of the country. Wow. <laughs> so what that kind of brought to the table for me, at least, is I was able to, in a very short time, see an absolute abundance of uh, diversity. Yeah, and whether it's from the le- the leaders I was serving with, uh, the team members that I was training and had influence from them as well and input back from them, the operators that I've encountered over the time on the road, uh, they've all kind of come in together and really showed me that diversity is always a key part of leadership. Man, I got to ask this question. You're, are you from Florida? I am. Yes. Tampa Bay area. Okay. That's why he's a Bucks fan. He might look like he's from Portland. Well, (laughs) I wish, but you grew up in this, this culture down here and you went and opened a store in New York City. Now, yeah. what New York was City. That, what was that? A little commercial. You guys are not. <laughs> so, there's certainly no drive throughs right? Oh, no. It was an inline. So New York City was an absolutely an amazing experience, especially for me. I had to be, I had to, I had to be told what Uber was. Yeah. That was your first. New York City. <laughs> was that your first grand opening? Or no, you... that was probably like my fourth or fifth. Okay, my so. first one was in L.A., and that was very scary. 18-year-old yeah. going out to L.A. by yourself for three weeks. But New York was crazy. I promise you, whenever we got there... It came very apparent to me that <laughs> people in New York sometimes protest as a hobby. Yeah. So when we walked in there, it almost felt like a basketball a player walking Occupying into an arena. You. We had one side of protesters protesting us opening. And then we had on the exact opposite side of the sidewalk, protesters protesting the protesters. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. For us being there. So I'm walking through the sidewalk trying to get into the building for the first day. And there's just like... 
people on both sides of me screaming. I genuinely felt like I was Giannis Amatumbo about to go into a playoff yeah. game. It yeah. was it was pretty uh, interesting experience. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think you hit on a good point. Uh, so what you're saying is you've learned a lot mm-hmm. everywhere you've been, and a lot of it's been just from the leaders that you've watched and you've worked under. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And 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 that was my learning too. By the time I got my own store, I had worked. I think seven or eight different jobs and had worked for five different owner operators. And from each one, I got a chance to say, Hey, I I love this. This part doesn't work for me. And so I got a chance to kind of put mash them together as much as possible. And, you know, Larry, someday we need to have a show where we talk all my old bosses to, uh, into coming in because that would be Ooh, pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah. Oh, it's a good dirt I, I, on Rocky. Oh yeah, there's and lots think, of dirt. And I think grand openings are really a great place for that because you get a bunch of you know if if nobody well I guess nobody really does know how grand openings work unless you do them. There it's it's a lot of leaders in one place. Yeah. It's usually the leadership of the store. You've got the leader, the GOS. Is there's so much leadership happening? You can easily there, see what's. Is there little ego problems going on? There be, are yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's something that's very interesting as well. Is um, and we're kind of getting into it when we talk about the actual content, but being able to you know take a step back in a lot of situations mm. and kind of show your real servanthood is actually really, really, um, really, really big on the grand opening scenes. It's very, very important. Well, it can because, be humbling too. Yeah, because if your if your confidence is in your title. <laughs> When you go to this grand opening, you have no title. I mean, I mean, maybe you you're, you become a team lead or whatever, or the the kitchen lead. But it's it's it is it can be a really humbling experience. I know it it's is. been for me uh, when you realize, man, it, my leadership is not about my title. My leadership is much more than just my yeah. title. It's, it's yeah. If I you have outside. to, it, this is what I and I've always felt this way. If I need to tell you that I'm the leader, I'm not a leader. Like I haven't yeah. gained the influence yet. As <laughs> simple as that, because people can follow you as a dictator, but that is short lived and they normally follow you as a dictator out of fear, but there's no respect. There's no, you know, influence piece. Um, so you're right. Like, and you think about a grand opening, you probably got 20 to 30 people that are all like top dog in their restaurants. Right. Sometimes more. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes more. Like New York had how many grand openers? Oof, probably like 60. The one we did in Vegas, we had over 100. So, so you have 100, 100 or whatever, 60 people. These are top dogs in their store. They're not used to taking a back seat. And they're coming into the mix with people from Chick fil A Inc., who are also top dog, and an operator who they normally hire as, you know, an eagle, somebody who's just, you know, so it's a really interesting mix. It is, and I've found, although it's an extremely, extremely difficult path to do, you still have to win them over with influence. You still have to build that trust. You still have to build the confidence of them in you. You still have to kind of, like I said, you don't have to necessarily lead them, but they have to at least respect what you have, bring it to the table and be able to, you know, interact with each other. Well, and we've made some of our best friends on the road. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some people that it's just like, man, you can't, we were talking about it and we, we don't have to spend too much time on this, but Kyle and I were talking about it. Once you're there for a few weeks, you start to feel like, man, this is my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then you get ripped away and you put back back in your store. Come back to Claremont and how how can Claremont, how do you compete with New York City? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, too, and, and as a side note, I've always loved that aspect of Chick-fil-A and is that I look at my own life. Some of my best friends were, you know, to this day, 30 years later are from Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. I met my wife 
it from Chick-fil-A. I found a career. I went to college. And you hear these stories all, you know, all around where, you know, Chick-fil-A is a great company. And partly it's because it's made a great people who end up doing life together, which is kind of cool. Yeah, you know, in fact, true. Zach met his, hopefully, hopefully his future wife, maybe. No, he, it's, no, it's going to be my future wife. And I say that with confidence. And, and he met, well, you know, I mean, I just keep thinking she might wake up at some point, but you know. <laughs> no, she's but beautiful. And, and, and you met her at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, she was she was up front making milkshakes and I was in the back bread and chicken. And so, her milkshake, so her milkshakes <laughs> bring us back all around. Oh me. yeah, that's right. And if you if you ever been to our store, there's a perfect view to the bread and table. And I and, and when we first started dating, I was working out and the triceps were hitting real hard. The triceps were peeking <laughs> yeah. out of the uh, the sleeves on the side there, yeah. and I'm breading the chicken. So yeah. I, you know. I hear you. All right, back to <laughs> back to Kyle. So Kyle, talk a little bit about. Um, you know, this, you know, he kind of mentioned the, the, the three styles and kind of talk about how you heard about this or read about this and kind of your thoughts on it. Yeah. So like I was mentioned earlier, I had my grand opening side that I really learned a lot of hands-on experience. I honestly would say I've probably learned the bulk of what has made me a leader uh, from those grand opening experiences and from, you know, obviously working with you, Rocky, at the store in Claremont. Uh, another thing I had for, going for me is I actually attended uh, UCF's Rosen yeah. uh, College of Hospitality. Which is, I think, you know, one of the top, what, two or, two two, or three in the country. number two in the world, yeah. actually. Yeah. Okay, now, world. how did that compare to working at Chick-fil-A? So, it, it's it, a great uh, question, Larry. Yeah. yeah. So, it's obviously a lot different in the sense that, you know, you're learning from the the classic textbook um, kind of... Yeah, the book learning. Yeah, the book yeah. learning, which is, for me, obviously, I love it. And it's really refreshing to have that book learning and then go and work it hands-on and kind of actually test the concepts and theories and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I obviously, much more, for me, I'm much more receptive to the hands-on. Uh, but it is always, it's a unique kind of learning and it kind of adds on. It's like a cherry to the... Yeah, and to the shade. one thing about UCF, and by the way, UCF, if you want to sponsor us, we'll be more than happy to take your money. But National Champs. Um, yeah, National Champs. <laughs> but UCF, uh, what they do right is all of their instructors actually have real-world experience in leadership. And that's rare because what I find is a lot of times the people that re write the books yeah. never led. So yes. they have this idea, and it's a Pollyanna sometimes idea, mm -hmm. and it's good knowledge. But it doesn't always hold up to the. I, I hate to say it, you know. I used to have a philosophy that if they can't do it, they teach. Uh, yeah. Yes, you yes, know. yes. So. I went to law school with every one of those teachers. <laughs> yeah, they were uh, angry that they couldn't do it, so they taught it, and they taught it like mean sons of guns because they they, they, <laughs> they, they were angry that you were going to go do it. So. Right. So the number of people in your class at UCF were not Chick Fil A people, right? No. Although being from Chick-fil-A and it was hospitality, it was a college and campus specifically for hospitality, they all loved me. In almost any class, if it was restaurant-oriented, their, their examples were, you need to be like Chick-fil-A. So anytime I said, you know, hey, I'm from Chick-fil-A, and obviously I was at the time doing grand openings too, so I always had to ask for permission to, you know, be asking some leaves to yeah. go away for their openings. They were always like, oh, yeah, don't worry about makeup work. You're learning way more over there. Yeah. They were very awesome yeah. about the whole experience. He just casually showed up in his manager uniform. Well, but I mean, you know, it's, it's it's true, and it's great that they recognize that. You know, my daughter also went to the Rosen School, and That's right. we had a couple of classes. Yeah, in fact, Kyle had a couple of classes together. I won't tell me. Uh, I won't say what she first told me about Kyle it was kind of 
funny because you know, she was <laughs> she was kind of silly. But um, but you know, it, it is great learning, and I think that they do respect that. Hey, if you have a chance to go out there and get a real world experience, do it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of like we were talking about earlier. I kind of learned a lot of this concept, seeing it in the textbooks, and then being able to actually experience it in person, uh, and especially with the grand openings. It's, like you said earlier, such a crash course. You know, yeah. At any given point, I've had, man, I've had uh, days before you even open, the entire day I've probably trained over 40 employees on one specific task, whether it's, you know, breading into the, in the kitchen, breading the chicken or something like that. That's 40 people in less than, you know, an eight hour shift. So yeah. you really get to see what, you know, what kind of leading, you know, leading styles or just overall teaching styles really work and not necessarily yeah. just work, but work to what kind of personalities and what kind of people. Right. Exactly. And leadership is individual sometimes, you know. Uh, well, I don't understand. You can have one leadership style and it works on everybody, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I do feel, yeah, that joke kind of fell flat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, not even, can I get some pity yeah, laughing? Yeah, yeah. Larry, you have a board there, so. I, yeah, okay. No, that, I, I was actually looking for an applause sound effect. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, screw you and screw you. No. <laughs> Uh, and don't edit that out now. <laughs> so anyways, uh, so so, kind of keep sharing a little bit about the different leadership styles and how and when you kind of feel like we should use them. Well, now, you, under, you, you said we're going to be doing two shows here. How much can we get into today where we're going to fit next week, you know? Yeah, I do feel like we have content here for two shows. And so, Larry, you bring a, a good point. Why don't we continue talking a few more minutes about things you've learned at grand openings by working with so many different people. And, um, and then the next show will kind of pick up the actual theory and some of the, all some the, of the theory, book. theologians will want to pick this yeah. one up. Next theory, week. Theologians. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. Don't include Larry in that group. <laughs> yeah. Right. He'll be off to the side. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm with Kyle. I learned it on the job. Yeah. You know, that's where I was. Yeah. So, Talk, uh, talk about maybe your most meaningful grand opening and maybe uh, a leader that you maybe met on the road that still to this day influences you. Yeah, so let me start by, I'll start with, because I'm a people person, I'm going to start with the, the person I met on the road the most that's meant the meant to me, meant the most to me, sorry. So it was a gentleman named Julio. So this was... Where uh, is this? So this was L.A., uh, specifically the area was Pasadena. That's where the store was. Um, I was freshly turned 18. They shipped me out for three weeks. L.A. was around Christmas time. Never really been on my own before, so it was an interesting experience for me on the personal side. <laughs> and Julio was from where? He's actually from L.A., so okay. he was local at the and time. And he looks like the Hulk. Yeah, yeah Julio is a well, monster. Looks like the Spanish Hulk. The Spanish <laughs> Hulk. Yeah, he's, he's got some massive piece. biceps. He yeah. does, man. Yeah, that man can uh, bread some chicken for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyways, and, and we actually had a chance to bring Julio down here for our opening for um, Hamtramck. Excuse me for Hamtramck. Yeah. Yes, and <laughs> and he was instrumental. In fact, the, what I love about Chick Fil A is the majority of leaders, including the majority. Well, I wouldn't say the majority, but including a lot of operators is that there's a real like willingness to learn. And I, I don't believe I've learned everything. There's just no way possible. So yeah. when we were speaking, uh, Julio and I, I felt like the th- you know three of us were learning from each other. And I probably learned as much, if not more, from him as he would learn from me and Kyle because yeah. we all have strengths. And so Zach brings his strengths to the table that I don't. 
and like his one of his great strengths is he's energetic and he's like almost ridiculously positive mm. about experiences, <laughs> which you need in the middle when you just got crushed. You know, I think um, the people aspect for me, like I really love people and I think that kind of comes through. And then Julio and Kyle, I think they have those traits. They have all those traits, but they also have the, okay, let's look at the hard fact numbers and how does this influence and how can we actually see results from it? So is that what you met in L.A.? Yes. So I got very, very lucky. It was an awesome opportunity. Uh, the operator, Rocky, I'm sure you know her. Yeah. Her name is Adobe. Yeah. So uh, a little bit about her. She was an absolute Chick-fil-A legend. She was one of the, fi- the pioneers for the grand opening scene, uh, specifically the West Coast. So she was a GOS and then later on a GOC, which is a grand opening consultant. Um, Rocky can kind of probably speak in the consultant's level, yeah. which is actually the level that kind of supervises the operators in a sense. Right, yes. Yes, she's going to um, speak into the operators, um, really try to guide them through what the grand opening process looks like. She's going to help keep them kind of, uh, you know, down to earth mm-hmm. and um, understanding the process. You know, yeah, well. and her knowing that grand opening side, she knew very well what it took to have a successful opening, and that usually, if you ask any GOS, is going to fall back on what quality of trainers you have so for her she knew the best trainers in the program she knew everybody she's been around for you know eight ten years doing it she brought she handcrafted her team which is very rare uh, most usually the GOSs are that's their job responsibility she stepped in she had a list of people she wanted and Julio was the top on that Julio was the lead for that opening so I got extremely lucky and uh, blessed to be a part of that opening and actually be able to, to meet Julio and uh, it was a great, it was a great opportunity. His family was there. His wife was working because it was a local. Uh, so I really got to know him as a person, as a worker, as a family man. And yeah, because he has got uh, uh, he one li- daughter, or he has one son, one Julio son. Junior. Son. <laughs> Julio Junior. No, he <laughs> lives in Pasadena or in that area. Uh, yeah, Oxner specifically. Okay. That's now part. I got to back you up just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. This is my curiosity. Mm-hmm. You said you were out there at Christmas time. You're in Pasadena. To me, that's the Tournament of Roses parade. Yes. Did you get to see that, or were you there long no, enough? No, I escaped you, about you a week before. And, you open and leave, <laughs> yeah. huh? Yeah, so it's funny. I don't know if they didn't take that in consideration, but I remember at the time, they were kind of freaking out a little bit, to be honest. they uh, We projected, we did really good sales for that day. We did over projections, and the scary thing is it did not fall. The sales did not fall. So... Weeks going on, weeks going on. They actually, at the last minute, extended the time that the trainers and GOSs were there because they were like, mm, we're not handing these keys over. It's just not us. It's Chick-fil-A said we're not going to be good servants handing the keys over yet, you know. They were going to get absolutely demolished if we weren't there. It would. It was – I when I left, there were some people there. I heard they were extremely busy days. Mm. But I saw them set up. I saw them put all the bleachers and everything up there and ready to go. It looked pretty cool. Yeah, and you know, we, I guess backing up a little bit, the reason why Chick Fil A was creating this super team it, for the LA or, and you know that region is for years Chick Fil A was a predominantly Southern company. We had a few stores in the Midwest, um, but we had no presence out west, and so we knew that was a growth area for us. And I think we've gone. I think our probably our first store maybe opened up in maybe early two thousands. And now I think we have several hundred just in California alone. And we're growing like the majority of our growth, probably two thirds of our growth is taking place in the West, California, Montana, uh, Nevada, and so forth. Well, well, you've got Florida saturated. What else can you do? (laughs) 
Yes, exactly. All right. Hey, uh, let's get, let's hit Zach with this, this or that, because it's time to kind of wrap this up for, for today. Yeah. So this is a kind of a fun game, Kyle. We're going to put you on the spot a little bit. (laughs) And so we're going to ask you, uh, do you like this or that? Like, which one do you like better? And maybe some why, and we're just trying to get to know you a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the first one is going to be, Kyle, do you pick Elon Musk or Richard Branson? Wait, first, Zach, do you know who Richard Branson is? Yeah, okay, Virgin. Good. Okay, good. I wasn't on, sure because I don't know. He's pretty old. <laughs> He's pretty old and, you know, you're not, so I didn't know no. if you know <laughs> Although Virgin has amazing flights, I'm going to for sure have to go with Elon Musk. I absolutely love Elon Musk. He's Why? fascinating. Why? He is innovative. He's intelligent. He's just... He's charismatic. He's got a slight hint of just weirdness to him, but a good weird. I love it. It's I, funny when before you said weird, my my thought was, yeah, he's a, he's weird. a little weird. He's, he's a little eccentric, weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, and he, here's the weird thing: I admire Elon Musk. I, I don't admire his his leadership style. In fact, if you talk to people that have worked under him, they don't describe him in glowing terms. Yeah. But I still love his his you know he thinks outside the box. Yeah, he's an innovator. He's a, I think he's probably more of an engineer than he is yes. a leader. But he's yeah. an amazing engineer. Yes. And it's an, his engineering has been enough to be an influence on society. Yes, absolutely. That's without true. having to be a leader. Okay, so the next one, Steve Jobs or Bill Gates? Ooh. I feel like I like the story of Bill Gates better. But the more you look into it, I feel like it was, um, I won't say not as interesting as a story, but... So far, a lot of people said he didn't go to, uh, oh, he never went to school. Yeah. I saw a little thing that talked about it, and he's like, yeah, he actually had an amazing program growing up in school that had a lot of software uh, learning. Mm-hmm. So when he got to that point of college, I mean, all the software des- development and things were kind of new. He knew more than a lot of the professors yeah. that were teaching him. And that's why he went to his garage. and Yeah, so he had – so the story at first on the surface seems like, oh, you know, it's a, you know, a kid a little lost, and he found his way. But in reality, he was pretty gifted at what he was doing prior to that. Right. So I'll go to Steve Jobs. I got an Apple phone. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was you know, I was waiting to see because you you start off with Bill Gates. And I'm like, oh, you got a MacBook. There's a lot of things to admire about <laughs> Bill Gates, but the story of Apple's. Yeah, and he might have a similar leadership yeah. thing as Elon because not he a does. lot of people are like <laughs> yeah. Steve Jobs was awesome to me. Yeah, yeah. although <laughs> I think at the very end of his life. Uh, because you know he died from a, a pretty aggressive disease. Right. I think he did start changing and yeah. understanding. Okay, people. These these are real people. Right. Know? Right. Okay. Uh, but boy, he was really dogmatic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I love Action Kutcher. I got to go with Steve Jobs. Okay. Great. Steven him. Spielberg <laughs> or Walt Disney? I feel like you kind of have to go Walt Disney from Orlando. Yeah. It's, it's the hometown team. You know. Yes. Right. Here. <laughs> Definitely have to go there. And from Rosen, going to Rosen, I will say, and I'm sure your daughter can probably say the same, that college is so Disney-oriented, it's yeah, not even for funny. Sure. Yep. People love Disney. They love Never what it's done for the community. Yeah, yeah. It's Disney everywhere. Disney well, left right. And it's one of the only organizations that really, the wall has not been there for a really long time. And the culture is still vibrant, and which is yeah. which is hard to do. It's hard to do because Walt died probably in the... Like Larry, do you, like the 70s, maybe? Uh, to, to, no, before that, 66, I think. 66. So yeah. you think about that. It's been, wow, real quick math here, um, over 40, almost 50 years, and the culture is still existing, even though Walt's gone. That's yeah. tough to do. Uh, Bradbury, to I just saw an interview with Bradbury, the author, and he said his, his lives on, his you know vision, whatever. Yeah. 
because look at everything that's planted that he right. does, you know? Right. And, uh, you know, where you have a legacy that lives on, yeah. even though he isn't with us, he's kind of with us. Yeah. Yeah. That place has brought, I met so many people that are from completely across the country that came here just to make just an average, you know, average job, just, just to go be able to go to Disney. They will move across country, yeah, change their entire life for it. Yeah. And actually at Rosen, it's really interesting. I had a professor that was the executive vice president of Disney operations for 45 years. Wow. That was super cool. He was an absolute legend. Wow. Amazing to kind of interact with. And what Le- was his name? Ron Logan. Yeah. We need to get Ron on the show. Yeah. yeah. Are you friends with Ron? I could probably get in contact there with him. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Does Larry know Ron? No, I do not. Okay. Yeah, super no. interesting guy. Super interesting guy. Okay. All right, next one. Star Wars or Harry Potter? Ooh. It's tough because I love going to Universal and seeing the Harry Potter, Harry Potter actual part. And pop. the Butterbeer? Well, yeah, I mean, butter can't beer. say no to Butterbeer. The Butterbeer yeah. ice cream is even better. Oh. Yeah. But I'll probably go with uh, Star Wars. Okay. Not, the new, not the new ones, though. Do you have a favorite uh, <laughs> Jedi? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you were a Jedi, hmm. which Jedi would you be? I mean, you have to go with a Skywalker. Yeah, I think you do. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you go Jedi, you got to go Skywalker. Okay. Or Kylo. Okay, Zach, I'm going to jump you in. Gotta... And I want to give the last one because I'm not going to ask him Broadway or rock and roll. I know the answer to that one. It's definitely rock and roll. In fact, it's probably EDM for, yeah. for Kyle. But... Okay, Kyle, who's the better wide receiver? Mike Evans <laughs> or Odell Beckham Jr. Well, I mean, if you look at the stats, stacks people for themselves, so, more so yards. It's Odell, right? <laughs> I'll give Odell on the touchdowns. He's got more touchdowns, but I mean, Mike Evans, you know, stays healthy. He plays <laughs> the whole a, season. This is his homer right here. But, <laughs> but I mean, it's Mike Evans. Let's be real. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we got to know uh, Kyle a little bit, and uh, next week we're going to hear more from Kyle. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you yeah. guys for having me on. And uh, we're going to talk about his uh, leadership styles, right? Absolutely, yes. That, that he learned about. Okay. Until next time, I'm uh, Larry the K. And I'm Zach Dazzle. Zach, ooh, Zach Dazzle. You like I like that? that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Zach Man the Dazzler. Okay. All right. As I always say, uh, I'm Rocky DeStefano. Um, everybody is a leader. Are you somebody worth following? <laughs> <laughs>